All right, so before anybody says anything, and this is the first thing that's going in the recording, Colin Dyson is a bitch-ass motherfucker. <laughs> I, I fucking got I fucking, I fucking got it. I fucking got it. You. <sighs> what? The organization that Brother Piotr Timofey <laughs> is a member of is the D apostrophe H E A. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. <laughs> you only just now realizing that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so it's a reference to the other campaign. It's it's a reference to basically every campaign. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> There's always a DHEA in my stuff. I, it's like the one connecting thing in my campaigns. Always a lighthouse. There's there was a DHEA in uh, in Alien too, but I think it was such a subtle reference that nobody got it. The planet's name was DH051. Anyway, so last time, <sighs> last time on Dishonored, the drunken whaler killings. My entire uh, body hurts. <laughs> the group found themselves just wandering around for a day. Some of them still curious, the curiosity still leading them to do stuff about the case. Some of them did other stuff. And it turns out that one of friend's contacts, uh, Amelia, was friends with Lorenzo Moroni, and so she doesn't want them off the case and has promised them quite a bit of money to find whoever's doing it and either kill them or, for more money, bring them to justice alive. So they decided to get back on the case. And they continued to investigate suspects and whittle their way down. And I believe they've pretty much narrowed it down to four people. Was it three or four people that you've narrowed it down to? I don't want to speak for you guys. I want to say that there was one noble who hasn't been crossed off the list. And then there's the two overseers. There's Piotr, who Monticelli interviewed and is convinced that Piotr speculating on the existence of a note is indication that he's the one who left the note. I got more clues than that. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm hitting the big points here. And I am still thinking about Kirk because he was in a position to stand to gain directly from uh, Fisher's death, and he wouldn't want his newfound power to be limited by our deceased attorney. All right. It's like, I have more evidence than that. Can I see it? No. <laughs> no. It's fine. There was more evidence. I don't remember exactly what it was because I haven't hit that point in the edit yet to review, but I do remember that you did have more points than just that one. Yes. Um, he matches the description. He is part of the reactionary wing of the Overseers, which would also stand to benefit from both parties' deaths. And uh, 
oh yeah, I saw the word killer over his head, but I didn't tell you about that part yet. My god powers told me he's a murderer. I mean, you're not wrong. And no one else, including other members of that particular subgroup, had such a moniker above their heads either. Also, he's just a complete jackass, and no one would feel bad. <laughs> All right. Look, we throw him in jail if the killings stop, then. You know what? Fucking, who cares? <laughs> we'll call it a win for justice. By the way, speaking of the all-seeing eye learning the truth that Pyotr is a killer and no one else was, did that include Kirk Bailey, or did... He did not see Kirk Bailey. Yeah, okay. Just wanted to make sure on that one. Okay. And we still haven't ruled out the idea that this may, in fact, actively be the activities of a cult of the Void, nor that any of our suspects might not be a part of a cult of the Void secretly. So we do need to investigate that aspect of the case as well. It's going to rule when you uh, use your Void power to see the others, other suspects, and they also have the word killer above them. <laughs> if I get the opportunity, I will check. So, I don't remember what anybody else's plans were, but I do remember mine. I remember everybody's, and I remember that Ape was going to go with you in case you needed fight backup. I am the punch boy. That is why I'm here. Mm-hmm. He is a good boy. You do a punch. I punch good. We love that boy and his punchins. I remember that Bliss wanted to go double-check Lorenzo Maroney's office now that he's dead to see if she can find anything else that she couldn't find out in the first place. And Monticelli was going to go to basically go down to Slaughterhouse Row to find out if about... Piotr's stint on the Whalers. Yeah. So, my question is, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay, so... Just wait to see if anybody else went it first. It is and a if we, brand and new day. Hem and haw on it, then Sun is first. shining. So I'm going first. The city smells awful, but that's normal. And you are around the distillery district, because that's basically where you, giant fire quotes, live. Is there anything you would like to do before you go to Maroney's office again? No, it's kind of... There's nothing in between Maroney's office and where... I imagine Bliss is at that would make a good stopping point. So Maroney's office would be the first good place to start. All right. So as you start to approach Maroney's office, you do see a couple of guards and there's also a overseer basically outside because it is still something they are technically investigating. The guards kind of seem like, eh, whatever. The overseer can't really tell because they are always wearing those masks. Hmm. So tell me about this building then, I guess. Is this building two stories or one story? We'll say it's two stories. Aha. Aha. Maroney's office was on the first story and it didn't seem to extend to the second story, but you can always assume that like, 
there's probably apartments or some other office that's on the second story that you can probably get your way into and then probably inside from there. Yeah. And these guards are just like right outside the entrance, right? Yeah, there's like two of them. They're talking to each other and the overseer is basically just patrolling up and down the street a little bit, making sure that nobody gets in their way of their jobs. Ah. And the window that I used the first time, is that... That was on the first floor. Okay. Is that being blocked at all from me getting to it? It's is not it just being... literally at the entrance? Yeah, it's... it's <laughs> liter- I mean, like... You can, okay. you can see in, in on the map, like, it's basically... Three buildings in Lorenzo Moroni's building was the middle one, so it's kind of hard to like sneak in through the window I see what with you're the saying. guards being there. Yes. Okay. So then, what I want to do is I want to look for a likely entry point on the second floor, a open window that doesn't look barred at all, anything like that. Okay. So. Go ahead and roll. Study carefully. Okay. Well, let's see if I can get an eight. You did. I got one eight. I, oh, I got one less than an eight, that is. Yeah, yeah. So you can spy a open window on the building that is to the right of Moroni's office on the second floor that you can probably slide your way into and then from there find a way into the other building. Well, then, do you want me to roll to do that or are you just going to say that I could do that? I mean, if you want to get there without alerting guards and you're going to have to... You're going to have to move... Which one do you want to try and do? I couldn't see either swiftly or quietly. Well, my girl is fast. All right, so go ahead and roll me move swiftly, please. Just gonna get in before anyone has a chance to see me. Mm-hmm. Like that looks so. like a success. Yes, that is a success. All right, so yeah, you basically find your way by very quickly hopping from across the street on one building over a couple of street lamps. You do a pretty quick jump over to the other building and then you just slip in before you hear before any of the guards have a chance to even look up to see what was going on and from in there you're on the second story and when you walk out of the office that you're in unless you want to look around in here for whatever reason no i'm not really into making any more noise than i need to all right at this moment as much as I want to rob some some rich guy with an office. <laughs> so in this building, you can look around and you will find out that the buildings are connected through the ventilation. And what? you can probably crawl into the ventilation with a little bit of difficulty to get your way in there. Or you could continue to find another way, but that would probably be cause for another roll. No, let's try the ventilation. All right. This is one I'm going to require move 
probably carefully to avoid getting stuck, and then it's going to be a difficulty too. Hmm. Because here's the thing, dishonored ventilation shafts are actually reasonably sized, and most of the time you have to possess rats in order to get through them. All right. Roll to be a rat. <laughs> ah. If only I had some sort of outsider-based power to use in the situation. Alas. Can I give you a chaos for an extra die? Yes, you may. All right. I don't have to sound so happy about it. <laughs> this is the first time every, anybody's given me chaos to roll extra dice. I mean, you're so reticent to even use it. I may as well take advantage of that. All right, and you wanted me to move carefully, you said? Yes. I've got two coin flips chance. Hey! Uh, never mind. I got two got successes. It. Yeah. So you managed to avoid getting stuck moving through the extremely tight ventilation shafts, and you find yourself in the next building over where Maroni's office is located above, and you drop down fairly quietly. It doesn't sound like the guards are up here, but you do hear the sound of movement downstairs as you suspect at least one person is doing some of their own investigation work. Unfortunate. For them or for you? Uh, well, well that remains to be seen. <laughs> so wait, where am I right now then? You are directly above Maroney's office in another office that presumably the person who is there is not currently working. Most likely because they abandoned the building, or not abandoned, but they can't get into work because people are investigating the building today? Yes, essentially. Or it's the afternoon. That too. <sighs> Lawyers be taking breaks. <laughs> I don't even know if there's a lawyer in this office, but... There was. <laughs> no. <laughs> Different office. Okay, so I'm in the building then. Yes. I just need to figure out who's going through this place. You know what I should have bought with my money? Hmm. A dog whistle. I mean, you can always say that you did that. I, nah, that I seems kind of like a cop-out. Do dog whistles exist in the Dishonored universe? Please read my 20-page essay and find out. Okay. <laughs> Shit. I really am not sure where to go from here. You can always try waiting and see if the how long it takes for them to leave. Yeah, that's actually a good idea. You might get less information that way, though. Yeah, I'm really not in the mood to tussle with presumably an overseer plus an overseer and two guards that are outside. Okay. Alright, so you wait. It takes a good while. Roll for bo boredom. Don't roll for boredom. But eventually... The sounds get fainter. It sounds like they're walking out. And then, like, you just sneak a peek out the window and the guards and the overseers are walking away. There was there are two overseers and two guards. So the person who was poking around was probably another one of the overseers. Did they take anything out of the place? Not that you can see. Okay. So they haven't completely ransacked this place. Okay, well, no. since it's empty, I want to take a look around. All right. And since the overseers and the two guards left, I don't care about being loud. 
Yeah, so you can go ahead and you go downstairs, and there's nobody else there. And Maroney's office is... Mm, I'll say it's unlocked. They probably wouldn't have locked it on their way out. That doesn't sound particularly worth doing. I mean, I've got a crowbar. Yeah, you also do have a crowbar. But no, it's not locked. So what I would like you to roll me is study boldly if you're just going to walk around and just try and ransack the place for a connection. Can I make a case instead for study forcefully? I don't really think force. Ah, oh well. She's gonna fucking turn all the bookshelves upside down, fucking knock the desk on its side, and rip all of the drawers out. Wouldn't be the first bookshelf I've turned upside down. Actually, yeah, if you wanted to ransack the place. Yeah, if you wanted to ransack the place. Forcefully. It would be studying it forcefully. Here's the thing I was always going to have it at difficulty too, because, like I said, it's going to be harder to find information what with the overseers and guards having already poked at this place. <laughs> Could I lobby to give her an extra die because she has literally infinite time to do this? I wouldn't say she has literally infinite time. Effectively infinite time. If she makes enough noise and somebody's gonna come and be like, hey, what's going on? Fuck it, I'm just gonna make the roll. I've got void points to spend. Okay. I'm going to spend a void point to reroll that. <laughs> Speaking of... Hey. Oh, that's much better. Hey, is that actually two successes? That's actually two successes. Excellent. That has to be I mean, two successes. It's two successes no matter what, because oh, my yeah, lowest stats I forgot that the, four. I forgot that the lowest yeah. stat can be four, so yeah, eight is always going to be a success. All right. So, it takes a while, and you start pulling stuff apart, but... You do find something worth noting. A certificate that Uh the Empress herself signed with, you know, basically saying you've done a great service for the city and it can never repay you and blah, 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 blah. Essentially, hey, you're one of the best lawyers in the business. You You deserve this fucking recognition from the Empress. You're a cool dude, and I hope you don't get eaten by rats. That would (laughs) suck. Here, have a royal cookie. Oh, he left his rat protection pants home today. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, well, I'm sure nothing will go wrong. I wonder if they fit me. (laughs) Oh, no, I forgot my full-body chainmail suit that I wear on my lawyerly business. (laughs) I mean, after the rat plague, probably people do walk around in some chain mail, some paranoid dudes like, you don't fucking know, rats could come back right now. But if you'll recall, the previous head overseer was named the head overseer by a recommendation by Emily as well. So the connection of Emily thinking highly of these two people could possibly okay so thank you for pointing that out for me then presumably we might be able to figure out who the next victim is as somebody who is in high esteem with the empress then all right and then i will let you just leave the building it's fine one other thing i wanted to figure out actually Mm -hmm. while um 
how he's there. Does Maroni have a wife or other significant other? Mm, no. Not, not even anybody he was sweet on? No. Okay, fair enough. All right. And like I said, you can just leave the office. It doesn't matter. Nobody here is watching over the place. I walk out and go by a dog whistle. All right. So then. I'll go next. Okay. I believe you were going down to essentially Slaughterhouse Row, which I believe Slaughterhouse Row is the part is the first mission in the Dow DLCs where all the whalers are and you, you can actually run into a big old whale in one of the slaughterhouses. It's really neat level, but you're going down there for other reasons. Well, I've come up with a cover story for why I'm going to be asking questions about whalers and the murder and uh, Timothy. All right. Which is that I want to capitalize on these gruesome murders in order to create a four-part escape act themed around each of the verses of the uh, Drunken Whaler song. All right. So you're down there talking to people. So I would say talk cleverly to see if you can find someone who would be willing to share information about Timothy with you. Sure. This will be against a 10. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, I don't see the rolls. There we go. You actually get a momentum from that. I've written a list. I have three things that I want to find out about Timothy's background. Okay. Number one, when he was in town, where did he hang out and who did he hang out with? Number two, what was he like as a person while he was a whaler? And number three, what happened in his life that caused him to change his career? Well, he, here's, here's the thing. Overseers aren't, they don't really choose to be overseers. Essentially, the overseers kidnap children at a young age and tell their parents basically, hey, guess what? Your kid's becoming an overseer. He's chosen aptitude to it. If you don't like it, tough shit. We're the overseers. You don't get a say in this. Is that a canon thing? I think it is. They explain. Yeah, yeah it's like in the, it's like in books in the games. I thought that was just a thing in Halo. What, <laughs> for the Spartans? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, with the Spartans, they just replaced them with really sickly genetic clones, and then the children die, so the parents think that their kids are dead, when in truth, they're off on another planet learning to become super soldiers. I'm not sure which is worse, actually. <laughs> but what I was mostly getting at was that Timothy traveled around the islands while he was an overseer at the same time. And he just happened to work on whaler ships at the time. Okay. But you do find a guy who is there and he looks at you and he goes, you talking about, you're talking about Pyrrhor? Pyrrhor Timothy? 
Well, we've been talking about quite a few things, but yes, I must admit the man has me interested. Oh, man. I worked with Piotr before he was permanently relocated to Dunwall, so it was a couple years before the Rat Plague. Uh, hmm. Tell you what, I'll t- you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. There's something going on with some of our equipment down here, and he'll bring you into one of the slaughterhouses, and you do see a ju- like it's a wh- it is a whale. It's big, it's gray, it's got tentacles on its face because that's how whales are in Dishonored. They just have tentacles on their face. It stinks because it has been dead and there are people cutting into it for its meat and for its whale oil and the blubber. The whale and all that. juice. Yeah, the whale juice. It powers shit up. It's goodies. Whale juice fucking powers your shit up. He walks you past one of those and he brings you to a piece of equipment. He's like, this thing's been acting up for basically all week. And if like you fix it for me, I promise you, I will tell you everything you want to know about my stint with Peter on when we shared a whaling boat. Incidentally, the handkerchief is back up around the nose. Yeah. This guy does not have anything like that. He might actually even be thinking less of you because, you know, you're not used to the smell. What kind of man isn't used to whale smell? I live in the stink. I made my house out of the stink. <laughs> Listen, if you get some blood in your mouth, that's, that's, that's free food. Well, I must admit, I haven't quite worked on whatever this is, but I am a deft hand when it comes to mechanical equipment. We'll see what I can do. All right. So go ahead and roll me Tinker. Cleverly? Cleverly, yeah. All right, because that's a good stat for me. 11. So, so there two you successes. Go. Excellent. So you take a look at it, and it was a bit of a complicated fix because you didn't know exactly what the machine was, but you eventually sussed it out that something inside was blocking one bit from essentially talking to another bit. Oh, well, that can't be helpful. Yoink. Yep. And you unblock it, and you they test it back out. It seems to be working fine. And the guy... Really, you just had to turn it off and on again. <laughs> guy nods, and he takes you someplace a little quieter, because between the sawing of whale meat and the talking of men trying to talk over the sawing of whale meat. It's pretty loud in here. So he brings you up to his office and he invites you to take a seat across from him. And he goes, so I worked with brother Timothy, as he likes to be called. Uh, Like I said, a couple years before the whole rat plague incident. He would go all over the place trying to essentially do grunt-level overseer work. I think he was pretty new at the time. And there was this one really weird incident when we were on the ship, and he started hounding this one guy. And said that he was a heretic 
and said that he was guilty of I don't even remember which scriptures but he said he was guilty of a couple of them and basically without even consulting the captain first executed the guy right there and then really yeah uh it was not pretty did he have the authority to just go ahead and do so out on a ship technically yes but he really should have run it by the captain first right so this was just something legal but something out of the ordinary so normally he would have spoken to the captain first pretty much yeah there's there should have been some talking to the captain first but he didn't wait for it he said that he was guilty of such and such pulled out his sword slid his throat right there and just dumped him over the railing said that uh, heretics didn't deserve a proper burial so that th- was this a crewman uh yeah, it was a crewman. What what sort of occasion brought this on? What what heretical acts? Um... It's it's been so long. It's been like 18, 19 years, so I don't quite remember. But uh there was something about the guy's hands. Something about his, his hands saying that, you know, he had something on them and that he shouldn't have had that. So guy tried saying it was like a tattoo or something and I see didn't wash your hands before dinner now you go to hell <laughs> and um well do you, do you remember this other crewman uh, did he have a tattoo on his hand for a long time or? I mean I didn't know him that long but he yeah he had tattoos on, on both of his hands I see and uh Anything strike you as unusual about this person before their execution? Not really. It was just another guy. Hmm. But it was just really weird how this one overseer was hell-bent on making sure this guy was killed. He wasn't on the ship after that. Like, he, once we got to... God, I think we were going to Karnaka at the time. Once we got there, he was basically kicked off and was told that he would have to find another ship. Right. Well, I can imagine it uh, upset the captain. Did the two of them interact at all before that point, or was it just a simple matter of uh, walking down the deck at just the wrong moment for the overseer to spot the man's hands and just order an execution then and there? I think they'd interacted for a little bit before then. He was, but he was probably already fishing for reasons to gut the man. Going to be honest. Ah, so you think it was personal? It might have been. I don't know. Hmm. Well, if he wasn't offering any sort of cooperation, that might have irritated an overseer. Did he do that a lot? Get irritated a lot? Was he more laid back for an overseer, or was he always on edge? He always seemed a little bit on edge. He all, like... He always seemed like he was looking for something to to get somebody on. And I'm going to be honest, I I know the overseers do a lot of good, but I know some of them are kind of really bloodthirsty. I think he just I think he just likes to kill him. I see. Well, 
At least when I met him, he was uh, perfectly reasonable. So, hopefully he's grown out of such uh, proclivities these days. Yeah, hopefully. Have you uh, seen much of him since the times that uh, you shared a ship? No. And honestly, I don't ever want to see that guy again. He... The less I see of him in particular, the better. Oh, by the sound of things, you have perfectly valid reasons uh, for thinking that. Now, about that whale backdrop I've been trying to uh, develop. And so, yeah, we move back into the other topics I'm using as a cover, and also to develop a new, uh, a new uh, act. <laughs> I, I am being genuine about that much. All right. My audience tends to be bloodthirsty. They won't mind. <laughs> I mean, it's Dunwall. Everybody tends to be bloodthirsty. So as you're finishing that and you're heading back towards, I'm guessing, the, uh, the tracks so that way you don't have to walk all the way back to your room, in what appears to be a mostly abandoned building, you hear the distant sound of whale song. Casually look around, see if anyone is following me. Go ahead and roll me either study or survive, whichever is better for you. I would say study swiftly. Yeah, study swiftly. That Sounds gets good. me a 10. Hey, a success. Nope, you don't see anybody who has been particularly following you. There's a couple people like on the street, sure, but nobody in particular, who seems to be, like, tailing you. In which case, I casually walk into the building where I hear the song from. All right. You head on up to the second floor, which is where the song is coming from, and you see a shrine, and on that shrine are two runes. You don't say. Mm-hmm. One last look around reach out and touch the two runes. And you are instantly pulled into the void. And in front of you materializes the outsider. So, I see you've decided to stick with the case. It's been quite fascinating. I must admit. Hasn't. Now, I'm not going to tell you who did it. Because, honestly, it's less fun that way. But I will answer one question for you. Why did Timothy really kill that whaler? Timothy is a bloodthirsty monster who only got his position by embracing his bloodthirstiness. The fact that you have managed to completely dissuade him from slitting your throat is nothing short of a miracle. I'm going to be quite honest. It's not a miracle. When you're a magician, you never rely on just luck. Regardless, he loves to kill, and he uses the backdrop of being one of those cultists to do so. He rarely has a reason for it. So he also pretends to be a cultist? He doesn't pretend. He's in the cult of the Overseer. Ah, uh, that cult. Yes, that cult. You gotta be specific these days. Well, they're the biggest cult around. 
So why that whaler? Why that way? Oh, it's simple. He managed to find a reason, no matter how flimsy, that fit his particular cult's bylaws. Hmm. Well, I'll leave you to it. You're getting close, but judging from how the killer is acting today, I don't think you'll have a chance to stop the third one from happening. And at that point, he disappears. I always want to give that stupid kid a noogie. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. He's just, just got a noogieable head. You know what? You are valid. <laughs> <laughs> And so we turn to the final group. Friend and William, you have been given the location of a bunch of ragamuffins that the poor, poor girl before used to hang out with. Delicious. Yes. My second favorite kind of muffins after blueberry. <laughs> Cranberry muffin, though, is good. As you start walking towards that area, you'll see that a wall of light has been set up. And they are checking people's IDs before they allow them to move through. <sighs> okay, well, I don't see why this is an issue. I'm not wanted. Are you wanted? I'm also not wanted unless Colin has decided to, to fucking bullshit me and declare oh, no. that no. he lied about how well they saw me back last session no they they I did not do that no okay cool so yeah I'm not wanted and neither are you so this shouldn't be an issue uh, watch him find a reason though eh See, anyway, around there, I'll approach first. I'll just march right up there. The guard kind of holds his hand up and he goes, I need to see your ID, please. Right, of course. Uh, we have ID, right? Yeah. Like, out of character, we have ID. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say you have ID out of character. Okay. So I just present them ID. He looks at it and he goes, you don't live in the sector. Uh, or any reason why you're coming this way? Just out on a walk. Do I have to... Is there a problem? I mean... The the city's kind of, you know... Dealing with the serial killer. Don't know if you heard that, so... Oh, yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, I guess that would be a valid reason to set up a checkpoint. Yeah. It would be. Uh, hmm. I mean, I still just want to go on a walk, man. Is it, like, a, is it a huge issue for me to go this way? I mean, we've had a report of a couple missing people from this way, so, I mean, a little bit without a valid reason, yeah? Hmm. I will come up and sling one arm over William's shoulder and say, My good man, I know that we are supposed to operate in secrecy, but that doesn't mean that we don't tell people when we're working. 
I turn to the guard and say, Afternoon, good sir. Afternoon? We are on letter carrier business. All right, can I see your ID? I do, and I also flash my letter carrier pin. All right, so he'll look at that and... Go ahead and roll me... Talk cleverly, but you can add an extra dice. Alrighty. Because you are you are giving good reason and you are flashing official stuff, so Oh, you're a Freemason. That is two successes. Damn. Two successes. So I will add a momentum for you right there. Well that changes things. Alright. He goes, Yep, yeah, alright, that's official. Uh sorry to stop you. Um he moves over, turns off the wall of light, and allows you to pass through. See you later, man. Sorry to stop you. It's no problem. You'll be safe now. And once you guys are past, he turns it back on and he goes back to his job of inspecting other people's ID. As we get like out of earshot, I say to William, you know, this case is the only reason that I have passed through one of those contraptions legitimately in ages. Usually just go around. Give me the willies. Like, I imagine, like, I, like just, like, going through them every time I'm thinking, what if they fuck it up? What if it fucks up and I just, like, I'm just ash? Yes, that is a perfectly valid anxiety. God help me when they invent escalators. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, it doesn't take long for you to find a street urchin just <laughs> running around being a little shit talking to people, trying to get them so that they're distracted enough so that he can go through their pockets. Yeah, all right. You there, urchin. He immediately takes his hands out of the person's pockets like, I wasn't doing anything! That's fine, that's fine. How'd you like to earn a little coin? How much little coin are you talking? Mm, depends on how helpful you are. I'm listening. We're trying to find, well, not find, we know where she is, or where she isn't, rather. Oh, God, I've forgotten what the name of the kid was. was we it never got down? it. Oh, yeah, we, didn't we never got, got it. her name. That explains yeah. why I couldn't remember it. <laughs> uh, we do have the description, though, which was... Yeah, yeah. B- basically tell her... I'm sure you heard of a young girl with your same social standing who got her neck snapped here yesterday. Or a couple of days ago, rather. I was about to say it wasn't yesterday. Um, he, go, he goes, oh, oh, yeah. You give me five coin for any information you have. And if you can take me where it happened, I'll give you another five coin. That is not a name I'm interested in using. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta see this now. Okay, so so you'll use Abdul, but you won't use Rosalia. <laughs> Chill. Go, okay. I, go with Rosalia, you coward. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's Jill. No, it's Rosalia. <laughs> no, it's Jill. Don't fucking whitewash no. the murdered orf- orphan. <laughs> yeah, wow. Her real name is Rosalia, but that's too complicated for most you of these. fucking dog rates motherfucker. <laughs> I'm... Honestly, wow. honestly, 
Cat was going. Cat was getting it spot on. I was going to have Rosalia be her real name, but everybody just calls her Jill because it's complicated for little kids. Fucking three syllable first name. Yeah. Orphans speak mostly in grunts and smells. <laughs> Communicate primarily with pheromones. <laughs> All right. He looks at you and he goes, let me see the coin first. I pull out five coin from a pouch. That I am keeping a close eye on. All right. So I'm going to say that this is a difficulty two. then. Showing a child coin? No, no, no. For me. Oh, okay. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) A critical success. Are you serious? (laughs) Hey, you know what? I'm glad that Colin is getting his good rolls out of the way now. Yeah. (laughs) You flash the coin. He's like, I don't know. I don't don't think it's that. I don't think it's real. And he takes a closer look at it, closer look at it. And before you know it, the coin is out of your hands and he is halfway down the street. Oh, please. There's no fucking way on earth this child is faster than I am. I'm sorry. (laughs) We did roll a one, though. I'm about to end this fucking kid's whole life. (laughs) (laughs) So go ahead and uh, roll me move swiftly, and I will roll his move swiftly. I've not statted this child, by the way, so... (laughs) Well, I'm attempting to roll under an 11. No, no, you know what? I want to style on this kid. I'm spending void. Void point. Oh... Two successes. And he only got one success. So just like wall run and just elbow drop this child mid stride. <laughs> I wouldn't say Fucking... elbow drop. How, how do you catch this kid? Well, it's I he takes off and not only am I very fast, I'm also pretty quiet when I want to be. So he doesn't realize that I am like next to him the entire time. And so we get about three blocks down before he notices me. And then I just grab him by the collar and stand up straight so that he is hey. off the ground. Hey! Let go! He lost a fair and square! And you lost a foot race fair and square. Um... You aren't quite good on your feet. Have you ever considered delivering mail for a living? Why? It's so much easier to just take it away from suckers like that guy. It is easier, yes. But if you screw up, you have to deal with people like me. He thinks very hard on that. He's like, this is... This is like that moment in Planescape where you catch someone uh, trying to pick your pocket and you just give them a lecture about picking better targets. I'm Uncle Iroing this motherfucker, although I'm being a little bit less nice about it. Your running stance is all wrong. I just come around, jogging around the corner, like, you know, I expected it and you still got me. Like, credit where it's due. So he goes, alright, okay, fine, but before I tell you anything, I kind of I, I want I want a favor. Just a little favor. You just robbed me. Right, and you deserved it, because you weren't paying attention. I was paying attention, you are very fast. You weren't paying close enough anyway. Point is, I'll tell you what you want to know, and you won't even have to pay me the other five coin. But I want I need a favor. Okay, what does the child want? I will hear the favor before I agree to it. So, there's this guy 
who lets us stay at his place, but he's kind of, uh, he's, he's really mean. He's really, he's a big, big jerk. And you can tell that he's just dancing around saying he's an asshole. So can you beat him up for us? Like show him that, you know, he, he, he shouldn't be like that or, to us because we've got people looking after us. All right. I mean, I can do that, but like, who is this? There is a peculiar look in my eye. And I ask him, could you maybe be a little more descriptive of his behavior? Uh, well, he says that if we don't bring him certain things and he doesn't feed us, which, I mean, that's fine, I guess. We can always just get stuff out of the trash can, whatever. But he also just, like, takes stuff from us. And he basically just, you know, he's he's a jerk. He's just a jerk. He just takes stuff from us without and expects us to, you know, just. Oh, he's a landlord. Yeah. <laughs> I see. Well, anyway, if you beat him up, I I won't make it give us the other five coin, and I'll take you right where we found Ros- 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 Jill. <laughs> Jill. All right, nameless urchin child, you have a deal. I'm not nameless. My name's Johan. Okay, Johan, I shall beat this man up for you. Thank you. Bren, do you want to put him down? Yeah, this is really uncomfortable. I will gently lower this child to his feet. The eye-level conversation was with the child was interesting, but that caller cannot take much more. He, he does not run away, but he will show you towards where this guy is. I like that we've created a character just for me to beat up. He points to him and goes, that's Eddie. That's that's the guy. And Eddie kind of looks like the sort of guy who is probably belongs in the city watch, but is too stupid to be on the city watch, which is saying something. Yeah. Uh, but he is currently like lording over like three kids and they're showing him stuff and he grabs something and says it's not good enough, and so he pulls some food that was on the table and starts eating it himself. So the whole time that we've been walking here, I've been muttering to myself. And my two companions have definitely caught the word hell maze a couple of times. (laughs) (sighs) Don't have time for a hell maze, I'm just gonna deck him in the face. Uh, you can do a hell maze later if he keeps his shit up, but right now we we don't have time to set that up. We're on a schedule. I'm just gonna <laughs> punch him in his noggin. If you kill this man, then these orphans will not have a home, even if it is a shitty home. If you want to, like, like in the time it would take you to build a hell maze, you could probably build the orphans a home. You realize this, but hell mazes are more fun. <laughs> I don't want to build houses. I want to build a hell maze. (laughs) Also, I can't be in the city all the time. 
What I would like to do, what I would prefer to do, is reform this man. I'm going to reform part of his face. (laughs) (laughs) And while you are doing so, I will attempt to uh, reform his heart with my words. I just want to take a quick look around. Is there any City Watch, anyone around besides just these kids? Nah, this part of the town, like, they're not usually in too, too much. If there are any City Guard around, they're not going to really respond to a fight. Uh, what direction is he facing? Like, are we lo- is he looking towards us, or...? You're kind of at his side. You can see his profile. Okay. I'm going to reach into my pocket and slip on, on my right hand, the, my uh, knuckle dusters here. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just going to confidently stride over to Eddie mm-hmm. and tap him on his tap him on his shoulder. I I will put real quick my hand on William's shoulder and say, if you simply knock him out, he won't learn anything. He needs to know what's happening and why. Hold on, I am an artist. Let me work. <laughs> All right. So you go up to him and then tap him on the shoulder, and he goes, "What are you, Eddie?" Yeah. Delivery. And I'm going to smack him <laughs> right in the kidney. Just right in the kidney. Ooh. Go ahead and roll me. I feel like this is fight boldly. Yeah, this is going to be either fight boldly or forcefully, whichever one you prefer. I mean, they're both five. It doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, let's see. Six and oh, no, seven. So 13. That's two successes. Awesome. So I will go ahead and add a momentum for you. So he's not going to go immediately go down because this guy actually has a stress tracker. He is tough enough to warrant that. So how much damage does that do? Hang on. How did you get a 13? Because um, my fight is seven and my boldly is five. Oh, wait, not 12. 12. Sorry, I'm stupid. It's still it's still two successes. Though. Yep. I just. My fault. All right, so I accidentally uh, looked at survive instead of some. It doesn't matter. Okay, but, so uh, seven to five. All right, so how much stress do your knuckle dusters do? Uh, two. Okay, so I will subtract two from from him, and he goes, "Okay, all right, you want to go? <laughs> Fucking go!" And he just, he doesn't put on any knuckle dusters, but he is just going to swing at your face. So I'm going to say he's going to be fighting forcefully. So that means uh, he needs to roll a Abe, don't forget about the bone charm that you've got. Oh, do I have a... What's that? Hold on. Is it listed? Let me see. I think I've still... Did I... Yeah, March of the Brave. I've still got it. I will... Uh, that's what it does. Whenever you attempt a bold skill check, you can get a re-roll. Nah, not, wor- not worth it in this case. Right, no, I'm just saying, like, if you're making further bold rolls, just just uh, keep hold of it. All right. Well, he does roll a critical success. Huh. So he is going to deal two stress to you because he punches you right in the face. And I'm going to spend a chaos and create the truth temporarily seeing spots. So that's a, as a temporary truth. But it is going to affect your roles for the future. He's like, come on. Hey, uh, speaking of truths, do mm-hmm. I still have my bleeding leg? No, truth? no, that was that was a temporary one. And you got you guys patched that up. 
You've been sitting so long enough, the red border around the screen has disappeared. You're fine. Pretty much. So he goes, you want to go? Let's fucking go. Come on. Okay. Uh, Let's see. I'm going to spend momentum. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's see. Where do I want to hit him? Just like come along, just right under the chin. Just like like he's he's got me hunched over a little bit, and I just come right up with a, an uppercut. Okay, so go ahead and roll three dice. Unless you're spending more, and then are you spending one or three? I'm just spending one momentum. Okay, so go ahead and roll three d twenty. Three d twenty. I'm going to fight boldly. Oh dear. Ooh, there's a uh, wait. No, I can roll. Oh. I can re-roll. Oh yep, yep. Are you spent? You're so spending gonna... that sweet void. To re-roll all of those, I'm guessing. Or you could just, at the very least, re-roll the 20, because that that isn't a void thing, so you can just do that first. I do have three void points, though. I can't spend that. I just, I re- I just fall. I ju- I'm just thinking that you could do one and then the other, depending on what you roll. Uh, I'm going to spend the void point, because none of those are a success anyway, so mm-hmm. re-roll... Do I re-roll two or three? You can re-roll all however many you want. Okay, so I'm going to hear all of those, because none of them are good. All the ones you don't like. <laughs> okay, so that's two successes. Okay, I'll add a momentum back. Do not forget that you can spend momentum to create truths. If you spend hmm. two momentum, you can just fucking ruin this guy's day. I mean, we do got five momentum now, and it does not... Mm-hmm. Six is the max, and it goes down with every scene. Yeah. What truth would I make? Well, typically when you uppercut someone, they tend to pass the fuck out because you fucking shake their brainstem or whatever. Broken jaw? Yeah, let's just go with unconscious, but like not immediately. So he's like got a mo- he's got like a moment before he fades out. Yeah, you uppercut him. He goes, "Fuck!" And he's gonna try and do one more pathetic swing, but it is at uh, difficulty three. And I am not spending any chaos, so he has to roll a natural one and also another success in order for this to even be a thing. So he gets one success, but that is not enough because this is a difficulty three. He does a thing where he like punches and then he like does a complete 360 and then falls down. Leave them kids alone. And the kids cheer and then they go and they start raiding the pantry. <laughs> get those eels, get those jelly deals. A feast for kings. <laughs> you hear one kid go, No, I want the black bread. No, one pushes another one. Tips on the blood sausage. <laughs> and then Johan goes, Wow, that was awesome. And he gives you your five coin back. No, nah, just just take the, just keep it. It's you need it. It's fine. Okay. I have not spent coin in this game yet. I have like 210 right now. <laughs> okay. So he leads you over to where it took place, where they, or at least where they found the body. I say I wasn't expecting him to get a good swing back. Usually, they usually dudes drop first time. Still, I win. <laughs> so before we actually leave, I do want to talk to these children. Okay. So you managed to go in while they are trying to divvy up the jellied eels and the bread and the pear, the Tivian pears. That's the only foods that exist in the world of Dishonored. (laughs) I can't think of any other foods. 
So I, I essentially need to ask them who knew Jill. The one who is clinging onto the bread for dear life because like hell they want to eat jellied eels. Steps forward. To say, is this a boy? Is this a girl? What it's going to be here? a. It's going to be a girl. We'll say. All right. Well, young miss, do you happen to know anything about this final job that she took? She says, "Well, the guy who she took it from seemed." Like he was always angry at something. And we told her not to not to work for a guy like that, but she said that he was gonna pay a lot of coin. I see. I see. Was he dressed in any particular way? She goes A lot of black, I think. It was either black or really dark gray. Very well. You have a man with something of a temper. Noted. Thank you. And if we'll... Well, I am not a professional magician. I can do a little bit of sleight of hand. So I'll make two peas appear behind her ear. <gasps> she takes it and then she stuffs it in her pockets and then she runs off with her bread. <laughs> like, good day for her. It really is. Nassel got punched. She got two coin. She got bread. What more could you want aside from, you know, parents? It's like Orphan Christmas. <laughs> Alright, so now we can head over to the scene of the crime. Yeah, Johan will take you there. It's essentially a dead-end alley, and it's fairly narrow. It looks like the sort of place that a kid who was promised a lot of money would come to alone, even though it's very obviously a place where you're going to get murdered. <sighs> crime alley. And he points to the far end and says that's that's where she was before the corpse gatherers got her so i will examine the scene all right go ahead and roll me study carefully cleverly take study careful Okay, at a difficulty too, because a lot of the evidence here is, you know, kind of circumstantial. Well, fuck. Because my total is nine. So let's spend momentum. Nobody ever wants to give me chaos. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> we know what you'll do with it. It's like giving a child glue and glitter. <laughs> You're welcome for all that momentum, by the way. Can I end up with a mess? I, I think the outsider blessed my rolls. I'm not sure if I've actively failed except once. That is three successes, folks at home. Oh, any critical God. range? Damn. Well, if I can ply streetwise to this. I mean, you then... are investigating a street, so yes. Okay, well, then that, too, is, in fact, a critical. So that is four successes. So I added two chaos to your... Or not two, two chaos. I added two yeah. momentum to your pool. I, I promise I've not been adding chaos when you guys roll well. <laughs> Swear to God, not cheating. 
That's what a cheater would say. <laughs> I can show you my chaos total right now if you want me to. He said, you know, like a liar. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what you can tell from everything is that most likely what happened was she was here alone. The person walked up behind her. And then you're not sure if. No, you can tell that she turned around from the uh, from the very faint footmarks that remain. And you're not sure if the handoff happened and then the next nap or if the next nap happened and he just took it off of her. But at that point, like without her realizing what was going on, the next nap happened and the body was just left here because who's going to care about a street urchin in the bad part of town in the murder alley, essentially. I would. Batman would. <laughs> yeah. Like friend said, they would. Die flatter mouse will have vengeance. <laughs> wow. I haven't heard the name deflator mouse in <laughs> actual years. I haven't heard it in ever. The Tick. It is from The Tick. Oh, okay. Okay, so what So what can I glean about the assailant from the evidence around here? Well, it is an adult of some sort because of the much larger footprint wearing some sort of pointed shoe, I would say. Like, not not pointy, but, you know, sort of official boots, pointed boots. Aside from that, not much. Are they masculine or feminine sized? Masculine. All right. And uh, I'm not even going to bother ask about following the footsteps because it has rained between then and now. Yes. So I should be able to approximate his shoe size. Mm-hmm. Just I, I know what size boot our killer wears. Yes. And uh, is uh is this alley enclosed? Yeah, it ends like, on a oh I mean I mean like from above, I should specify. Oh, from above, no. Okay. So Okay, so there's something. So this alley is a dead end, right? One way yes. in, no way yes. out. Exactly. She got Unless snuck you... up on. That means that our guy didn't move like a normal person. She wouldn't have turned around when he got up close to her. She would have turned around well before. Unless he fucking flash-stepped in, in here. It would be difficult to determine the relative timing of the footsteps, actually. Yeah. She could have turned around and stood still as he continued to walk up. And the footprints would have looked identical. I was going to say, you don't know that flash stepping exists, but then I remember that. Uh, but actually, no, no. Cause, Barry's witness. Yeah. Okay. Also, I should I want to mention that this entire time that friend is like searching, I'm just keeping a watch on the alley just to make sure nobody sna sneaks up and snaps our necks, because <laughs> I like my neck. Yeah, your neck is pretty good not being snapped. 
Okay, so then let me ask, is, the, is there like a gap in the remaining footsteps of our assailant? No, but um, roll me another study carefully. I think you rolled before to see if you can determine something. All right, take another momentum. Okay. Uh, no, this one, yeah, actually this one would be difficulty too, still. So. Uh, absolutely none of those are successes. I'll spend my last void. Okay. Try again. Two of those are successes. Two of those are successes, which is what you need. And if, uh, if I can apply free running to analyzing other people's movements, that's actually three successes. It kind of would in this case, actually. So you look around and you don't see those male footprints going away and going out the other side. So one of two things happened. Either he fucking parkoured over the dead end and went the other way. Which, you know, 100% possible. Or he just simply flash-stepped his way out. And I would be able to tell for the parkouring because, you know, these streets aren't clean. There's mud all over them. Yeah, so there but would there's be... a... But also the rain would have washed away any evidence of parkouring on the walls, at least. Hmm. All right, well, either way, yeah. Yeah. So I'll do that. I will actually, like, get to the other side of the dead end. Yeah, I'm not going to make you roll for it. Your parkouring skills are fairly good enough that, you know, you can you can do it pretty easily, but also you've trained in this sort of thing. It might take a normal person a little while to do this. Fucking holler down to the end of the alley for William to sit tight. Okay. So, orphan boy, read any good books lately? I don't <laughs> know how to read. Well, this is awkward then. <laughs> You should get that guy to teach you. I think I knocked any literature out of his noggin. <laughs> so, I'm on the other side now. Do I espy anything noteworthy? I mean, once again, it's probably going to be another study Fuck. carefully. <laughs> yeah. Alright, well, we're still sitting on four moments, so take another. Okay. That is Ooh, three successes. Shit. <laughs> One of those being critical. You just find find out that says I'm the killer, signed <laughs> Timothy. And if either of those count towards streetwise, then it's actually uh, fucking like if the, if I can apply streetwise to this, that's like five successes actually. Four. It expands the critical range. It doesn't double critical. Yeah. That's fair, yeah. Alright, so... You don't see anything on the ground, no. So, either he didn't use the ground, or the rain has long since washed it all away. Okay, I, I kept expecting a butt there, but okay. I mean, you can... Hmm, actually... You know what? Since you've rolled three, four, technically four successes there, uh, you can see that 
there are some tiles on nearby roofs that are slightly ajar, as if somebody was running on them recently. Ah, I see. So our man went up. I don't know how many more times I can fucking roll study today. <laughs> That's about as much as you're going to get, unfortunately, is that when he did the deed, he went up and used the roofs. Okay. Uh, what, wait, no, what's this? Is birth certificate, a social security card, a signed photograph, and his driver's license. And a notarized note uh, written on his own personalized stationery that is a full confession and describes <laughs> in detail his motive and how he committed each and every one of the murders. <laughs> Excellent. Sounds like we're done. Let's wrap up the campaign, yep. everybody. Time for yep. the final boss fight. Congratulations. No, you know, it would be so great if I fucking went up there and looked around and found a bunch of tiles, like, way out of skew, and it's like, ah, he ate shit because of the <laughs> rain. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I will go up there regardless, and you, DM, can just say, I'm not even going to ask you to roll, no matter how hard you look, you're not going to find anything. Yeah, pr- pretty much, pretty much. Okay. All right, so I will wander my way across the rooftops back over to William and then just, like, hop down behind him like Batman. Because apparently I'm Batman. I'll just say, so apparently our man can move like I can. Cool. So there's basically almost no chance of track... Well, not all no chance, but it's going to be really hard to track him. Yep. Awesome. Ah. But it is, it is something worth noting, because, hey, Colin, hmm. what's, um, what's Kirk Bailey's build? Slightly more muscular than athletic, but if he were to study for a while, he could potentially move like you do, maybe a little bit slower, but, you know he would potentially have the means of being able to move like that. But it's uh, it would be unlikely. Yeah. It'd be unlikely that a man of Kirk Bailey's build would be given to taking the rooftops as transportation. Yes. So while I'm not going to discard him as a suspect, I'm going to bump him down considerably. We are probably okay. looking for somebody... And I... This, this is in-character musing. We are probably looking for somebody with a slighter frame. Something more akin to me. Hmm. Okay. I mean... I, I don't actually... I don't... I think I've only, like, seen one of the suspects in person. Huh? You were, you were there when uh, Piotr showed up to yeah. tell Monticelli... Tell me how you do it, or else. So, let me ask you, DM. Hmm. Does Piotr fit the build? Kind of hard to tell with the sort of cut that his overseer outfit is, considering how much different it is from the regular overseer outfit. Yeah, it is an extremely concealing and bulky outfit, so it's hard to determine build behind that. Got it, got it. Okay. All right, well, it's not nothing. We don't have nothing to report back with. Well, yeah, we should head back.
So as everybody heads back to meet up, there's a announcement on the citywide, you know, announcement thing. Basically seeing acting high overseer is now the official high overseer. Everyone, please congratulate a high overseer Kirk Bailey for his promotion. So how long do you think this one will last? So not a whole lot at Maroni's place. I ran into some overseers and guards, but I waited them out. By the way, Colin, you should totally give me a void point for following my faction code and getting out of the way. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, I don't know you guys' faction codes, so if you say something that you think fills your faction codes, tell me, and I will agree or not, and that 100%, yeah, go ahead, give yourself a void point. Fantastic. Anyway, did find something interesting, though. Maroni got a commendation from the Empress. And I don't remember how we figured this one out. That puts two people that have been killed that have, uh, you know, have positive ties with the Empress, so... Personal ties, no less. Yeah. Perhaps not face-to-face, but a letter is still something. Might help us find the third one before the killer does assuming that we haven't missed it by now we really wouldn't have any good way of knowing would we they don't really announce these things over the speakers they do tell people to stay away from certain districts at times like the one we just came from they had a wall of light set up and were checking people really You don't think. It just might be. Uh, where were you guys at? Didn't they... Orphan Town? Um, didn't they turn the Wall of Light on for the overseers hunting the... The branded one, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they turned it on when Blood Knuckle and I went to the old waterfront. Yeah, so it, it is just a thing that they are doing right now. Hmm. But we did get an announcement when the guards needed overseers and us at a location. We may just happen to hear the overseers are needed in a certain place very quickly. Now, ideally, we want to figure out before then, but I mean... About that. I've been looking into uh, good old Timothy's background back before he had his present position. Ooh, oh, ooh. Is he an unhinged lunatic? Yes. Wow. That's like almost every overseer ever. (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no. By overseer standards. Hmm, fun. Let's definitely antagonize him. From what I gathered, the man had something of a hair trigger and a predilection to kill and just enough common sense to keep such killings within the boundaries of his profession. Again, you're really just kind of describing the overseers in general. (laughs) However, he often pushed those boundaries 
harder than those around him would prefer, got kicked off a ship for killing one of the crewmen summarily. <laughs> That'll do it. Now, was he kicked off while they were docked, or...? While they were docked. Okay. If he was kicked off in the middle of the ocean, we would not be having this conversation about him. I don't know how good of a swimmer he is. <laughs> I don't imagine those helmets breathe very well in the water. <laughs> I don't imagine anybody is that good of a swimmer. Also, keep in mind, in the shallows, there are fucking, like fish that will eat your face off. Imagine what the sharks are like in this world. Maybe there aren't sharks. Just straight up megalodons out there. <laughs> I would not want to pass them. No, no, just it's they're, they're whale sharks, except extremely literally. The whale, the shark part is capitalized. The whales just <laughs> eat you. <laughs> so based on what I gathered about Timothy, I can construct a motive that he has enjoyed the privileges of his position up until this point, but he is in constant need of satisfying greater and greater bloodthirsty desires. This so far has led him up the ladder to become a vice overseer, which is his current position. However, he has found himself stymied by changes at the top that want a little less blood and a little more consideration among the overseers. He has thus felt the desire to finally go above and beyond his station in order to rectify what he considers this injustice directed at himself in order to better pursue his goals. Okay, so that does track with wanting to get rid of the, uh, the acting high overseer and the lawyer who was... Uh, acting as a check on the overseers. So that tracks. In addition, he seems to be aware of the nature of the mark of the outsider. The what of the what now? It is uncommon even among those who follow the path of the void as opposed to the path of the overseer. Supposedly the the outsider from beyond the void can mark those he considers to be worthy or special in some way. This mark always appears on the person's hand and is indelible until death. I, I'm sorry, are you saying the outsider is real? Well, yes. I thought that was just like a story they told to scare children into behaving. Most of those stories are just there to scare children. But the outsider himself is real. I've looked into it. Ha Distressing. I thought you were, like, big on proving these kind of things here, Monty. What do you... You just believe in this guy? I... <laughs> I am a true skeptic. I investigate when I hear outlandish claims... Most of the time, they turn out to be false. A few times, they have turned out to be true. That's how I understand how those whalebone charms work. That's one of those things I found that actually works. Mark of the Outsider is another real thing. And although it's not common knowledge, it's apparently known Timothy. 
because he saw a random sailor with a tattoo on his hands, took it to be the mark of the outsider, and killed him on the spot. Fucked up. Mm-hmm. Of course, it wouldn't have been an actual mark of the outsider. Like I said, he is very particular about who he chooses. A random whaler would not be uh, conspicuous enough. I feel like somebody blessed by a dark god would put up a better fight than not at all. Yes, that too. Uh, what about you two, though? What have you uncovered? Um, so, dark void god powers might explain a few things, actually. Well, for one thing, the person who acquired documentation on how to build knives out of whalebone has a similar temperament to our brother Piotr. And he moves in unconventional ways. The very minimum, he's able to move like me. Ah. He's able to get up to high places quite quickly and effectively, and doesn't have a problem with using the rooftops as roads. That blinking we heard about. Yeah, come to think of it, I remember hearing um, uh, the, the assassins who killed the uh, old empress and kidnapped Emily. I heard they were able to like do that. I always just took that as like ramblings of you know idiots, but. I guess maybe they actually could? Huh. I'm learning a lot today. I can't speak to them specifically. I was out of town at the time. Yeah, I just always took that as, like, embellishment. It's like they moved like they were blinking across rooftops. I just, I took that as exaggeration. I, I guess not. Today is a day. Indeed. Okay, so presumably then Barry wasn't exaggerating and this guy just disappeared from one spot and ended up in another? That is entirely possible. Our guy's probably going to have this mark on his hand, right? It's what it seems like you're getting at. It is a possibility. If so, there will be a arcane mark on the left hand, the back of the left hand. It always appears there. So he's protected by a dark god and the government. Awesome. Oh, no, not, not protected. That's not exactly how it works. Wait. Wait, thought. Had a thought. This is a rare occasion. If he is the killer if he's the killer, and if he actually does have this dark god blessing. Wouldn't, like, proving that to the other overseers just, like, immediately make him a criminal? Yes. So we don't even have to fight the guy, we just have to prove, we just have to, like, publicly remove any covering over his left hand in a place where the public, and in particular overseers, would definitely see it. Okay. Again, that's if this is the dude. Yes. And if he actually is branded. Yes. Of course, I'm sure that 
if we are wrong and we force him to remove his gloves and whatever else he might have under his left glove, then having such intimate knowledge of how the outsider brands his chosen and how they operate would spell disaster for all of us. Yes, that is why we cannot simply go up, say, say hey, Timothy, can you show me your left hand? Wonk. Ha ha! Case closed. <laughs> so much as I wish that would work. <laughs> hmm. As it is, we may be better suited to prove that he is the murderer. Rather than proving he is marked. Yes, that... I believe tying him to the murders would be much more effective at both damning him and preventing us from being damned. What if we throw a big party and the theme is show everybody your left hand and we invite him? <laughs> I feel like he will decline our invitation and call us idiots. <laughs> yes, but that would be very rude of him. He will be socially obligated to attend. It's the perfect trap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think overseers are quite as well bound by social niceties as the rest of us. Well, you come up with a plan then, wizard boy. All right. Find out who else is preventing the overseers from exercising their full authority to murder people on the streets. Find out who among them has personal connections to Empress Amelia? And then we'll have a list of potential victims. Okay, that's actually a fairly good plan. Please show me up, why don't you? I know a good place to start. I also think I might have a good place to start. I don't know why I didn't think of this in the first place. I'm going to hit up the local newspapers. All right. Bea, before we break, if we are in fact about to break, I do want to pull Monty aside. Yes? I hope you will forgive me, my dear magician, if I am wrong here. However, I have been all about and met all sorts and you don't talk like somebody who gets their knowledge from observing other people I get my knowledge from wherever I can find it I'm certain your knowledge of this subject in particular sounds quite intimately sourced ah Yes, someone very close to me has uh, spoken with the outsider. You'll understand if I can't give you the person's name, but I think you may have an idea of who I'm talking about. And if that's the case, then you definitely understand why I cannot tell you the name. Certainly. Well, absolutely keep even this speculation in the highest of confidence. And I assure you my concerns were 
merely to the to the authenticity of your information and to ensuring that we were all on the same side and on the same page. Oh, absolutely. I trust this person with my life. I have no reason to doubt what this person understands to be true about the outsider. Very good. And I have reason to believe that the outsider himself may have some interest in this, which to me indicates that it is more likely than not that our suspect, Timothy or otherwise, has also spoken with the outsider. Out of curiosity, does your contact's measure of the outsider's personality make him as someone who enjoys games? Games implies rules. The outsider doesn't care about rules, just something to cut through what must be an endless period of boredom. Ah. It would certainly be amusing to observe from a high perch a fanatic forcefully branded with the powers that they are fanaticized against. Mm. Well, I believe, at least in this case, the, fanat the fanaticism is simply an excuse. It was never about the beliefs for Timothy. Oh. If he is our killer, we will have to pin him to a wall and ask him, then. One way or another. All right. So, uh, Chloe spoke first. Yes. So you want to search newspapers. What are you searching newspapers for? Uh, I presume that a newspaper that at the newspaper they would, I don't know, keep copies of their old prints. That doesn't right. seem unreasonable to me. No. And I wanted to look through anything newsworthy, you know, the Empress doing anything would obviously make news. Empress awards such and such to so and so. Empress blew her nose in public that one time. Yes. <laughs> Empress used the wrong fork at a, at a dine <laughs> at a meet and greet with all of the Karnakan nobility. Empress forced to flee her land because another Empress came and said that she was Empress instead. Empress mm. comes back under mysterious circumstances and the other Empress disappears and she takes her throne back. Empress fight! <laughs> so, you're going through all this and it's a lot. So, I want you to go ahead and roll me study carefully at a difficulty three. Fuck. I should have brought William with me. <laughs> At least another set of hands would have made this go faster. No, no, it's it's you. I went with you, and then I went with friend, and now I have to go with Monty. Well, to be fair, you're looking through newspapers, so that's not really going out so much as me calling room service and saying, bring us all the papers for the last couple of days. We want to look through them. Oh, I thought I thought you were going through, like, years of stuff. I mean... I didn't know how much stuff you wanted to go through. Probably not years. Years is probably way too much. 
how how long has Emily been on the throne? Fifteen. Fifteen years. Fifteen oh, years. Okay. Yeah. How long ago did our two victims get their accommodations? Well, considering the first one was basically a letter of commendation specifically to get him named high overseer like two weeks ago, maybe basically the day after she took the throne back. The other one was years ago. Yeah, I'm suddenly deciding to look up when Emily, like, officially took the throne. Yeah, that's what I was asking, by the way. Not like, when did Jessamir die, or whatever his name is? Like, when did she officially sit on the throne and get named Queen of the Empire? I think she officially sat on the throne, like, 15 years ago, and just depended on Corvo to help steer her in the right direction. Regency. Yes. But how about how about we just go back to when she came back after the coup d'etat? How long ago was that? Like two weeks ago. Well, there's a point at least. So if she's been honoring anybody in the last two weeks, connected to the overseers in some way, that's at least something. That's at least a checkable number of newspapers. Yeah. It, well, in that case, I'm going to say that you won't find anything. Honestly, I was basically going to just go back to basically before the crown killer started showing up in the new in the uh, mm. news. Mm. Okay. Uh, again, you won't really find anything. Unfortunately, this is going to be a dead end. But we do cover my suite full of newspapers. Yes. <sighs> now we can bring the parrots in. <laughs> Now we can bring Ratcatcher in. <sighs> Ratcatcher hasn't been house trained because he's never been in a house. So there's <laughs> nothing important in the news. Not even like things unrelated to what I was looking for. Hmm. In that case, go ahead and roll me study carefully at a difficulty one. I'm, I'm not going to make it a difficulty three <laughs> at this point. Well, study carefully, I can already tell you, is going to be an eight. Okay. So... Hey! One success! Yeah. You know, I can't help but think that we should have been warned in advance that, like, fully half of our roles in this campaign were going to be study roles. I mean, honestly, I didn't know either. You know, honestly, I feel like I should have thought about it. I should have known in advance. Like, just, I should have thought, I'll probably have to study things. Yeah. It's a murder mystery. Yeah. But hey, it's it's fun. It's fine. I thought somebody else would do it. <laughs> You're the one who spoke up. So, major events that you've found is, uh, one, they do mention the two killings that have happened fairly recently. And because this is the Victorian era and leaving certain bits out to prevent copycats is not a thing yet, they do detail as much information as possible. So the whalebone knives, they don't detail the notes because they don't know about the notes, but also the gruesome manners that they were killed in, the fact that they seem to be stabbed afterwards. You know, everything a copycat killer would possibly need in order to, you know, repeat this. But you also find just disappearances in general have sort of gone up. 
they don't seem to connect this to the killer though, but you know. Oh. I will say this. A lot of serial killers don't always leave their calling cards. They do kill other people and just not make it obvious that it was them. You're saying maybe I should go look into that disappearance that somebody asked me to look into. Yeah. So what you're saying is Abdul has probably been dead for days. Yeah, probably. Uh, well, I just say I don't understand copycat killings. Like it's like it's like tracing somebody else's art. Some people really want attention. Invent your own murder, you asshole. <laughs> well, in some cases, it's just I've always wanted to murder that guy, but never thought of a way to get away with it. But wait. Hmm. All right. So yeah, you've got those. Okay. Would it be too much for me to say, hey, I want to go visit that pub I was supposed to go visit? No, it's not. I will allow you to do that. But is there anything else that Monticelli or William would like to do? Do we have anyone with connections in the royal court? Maybe not the royal court, but I have a rather powerful relationship with a noble woman. I'm going to hit up. Technically, Bliss does. Because while the, I don't think the boils are part of the court, they are very close to it. I, the fact that nobles can enter and leave the court means that they are part of the court, even if they aren't courtiers. Mm-hmm. So probably the boils. You got Melody Boyle and her wife, which I believe was Isma. No, Lydia. And I will say that I do ask this question of the group um, while we are frustratedly searching through newspapers. What was the question exactly again? Can you repeat it? Do we have anyone with connections to the uh, Imperial Court? Like someone who would be able to provide us with names of people involved, both with Emily <sighs> and with the Overseers. <sighs> Because if we could just get that directly, we'd have to search through all of these damn newspapers. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, do you know where the Boyle Mansion is? I've, I could go, but I've got something I need to do. Would you mind going for me? I can... Well, I've rubbed elbows with the nobles myself, and, uh, well, the Boyles are both famous and infamous. So, yes, I would know where to go. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Don't like doing this, but if you go to the Boyle Mansion, ask for Melody Boyle, tell them Bliss sent you. You probably don't have to prove it. Uh, it. It would probably be safer if I had a letter of introduction. What, you think I know how to write? <laughs> Tough shit, I'm illiterate. <laughs> no, Bliss knows how to write. I did consider for a while that it would be really funny if Bliss just didn't know how to swim. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of sailors didn't. Well, 
I'll keep that in my back pocket. Yeah, uh, Bliss just like carelessly like rips off a piece of a newspaper and writes really in her really messy handwriting. They do have hotel stationery. No. <laughs> hey, Melody, any way you can help this? This is Monty. Any way you can help him out? I would appreciate it. XOXO Bliss. Much obliged. What other leads do we need to follow up on? I, don't, I think we're actually kind of running dry on leads. I think at this point, the only things that I can think of are, and I'm, I'm speaking out of character right now, are Bliss's missing person, and then uh, any potential people who had received commendations from the Queen. Like, other than that, all we've really got is, like, stalking Pyotr directly. Which we should do. So I guess that's our three teams. Right. So I was going to hit up Amelia, which will probably wind us getting near to identical lists of names. But I would like to do it anyways. But then, yes. Okay. And who's William going with? I mean, it is Monty's turn, but who is most likely to encounter physical resistance here? Because it all seems like we're going to fairly safe places. Yeah, it's it, they're all fairly safe places. All right, so. it's Monty's turn, then. It's Monty's turn. Oh, boy, now two people get to learn Bliss's deep, dark secret. So as you guys are walking along, you hear over the announcement that the Dunwall Tower District, which is basically just the surrounding areas right around the Dunwall Tower, is off limits to everyone entering and anybody who is in there needs to get inside and further updates will be given because guess what? Well, that's the third murder, then. You don't know exactly where it is, but it's somewhere around the Dunwall Tower area. Fuck. But I can probably go find out. It appears a detour is in order. Shall uh, we? At least we're close-ish. No, yeah. wait. Yeah, yeah no, the no part, we're close. Yeah, yeah you, would, you would have been, like, around here, and the it's, that's around here. I forgot that Dunwall Tower is right next to the fucking prison. Yeah. Is that is that the palace effectively the tower? Yeah. Dunwall yep. Tower that is the is palace. The seat of rule. That's a decision <laughs> the city planners made all those years ago. I mean, somebody heard keep your friends close and your enemies closer and took it literally. Well, it used to be true that a uh, castle would have a dungeon on hand. Yeah, I guess. This is true. I guess the city planners weren't stupid so much as just lazy. <laughs> well, yeah, all right. How old is this town, actually? Maybe it's just like they just... Fairly old. I think it's one of the older towns. I don't want to and... build a second prison. We can just keep using the palace. Until it burns down, as it inevitably will. Mm-hmm. Also, Colin, where is... The overseer headquarters. Uh, on it's on like the, it's like on the opposite side of the river. It's over 
Oh, Office of the High Overseer. It's literally labeled that. Okay. Yep. All right. You know, I never realized it until now. I mean, like, looking at this map, the Office of the High Overseer is suspiciously close to the Golden Cat. (laughs) Yeah. Is that, like, a brothel or something? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. I understand. There's a mission where you have to rescue Emily because she's being kept there. That's right, yeah. All right. So, you all can take the the roads. I'm going to take the high roads. I'm going to attempt to take the high roads quite quickly. Okay. I'm going to follow, actually. I haven't needed to demonstrate this before, but I am actually exceptionally good at getting up to high places and staying there. All right, well, if you can keep up, I'm glad to have you along. Does anybody else want to take the high roads? I'm just going to turn to Bliss. Like, I don't suppose you know any sewers in. (laughs) I mean, there's always sewers somewhere. But it helps if we know where we're going first. Like, I can get us in there. Hmm. I don't really... I don't want to go climbing around on the roofs. Yeah. (laughs) Because it doesn't make any sense to take the streets since we're kind of... uh... There's for sure going to be walls of light up and all that. Yeah, so... You guys take the high road. I guess we'll take the low, low road. Yeah. <laughs> all right, and we'll get to Scotland before you, so... <laughs> what the hell's a Scotland? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ooh. so from the two players taking the high road, I would say move swiftly. I would rather move boldly if I can. Yeah, oh, also, if, if we take the low road, you can bring Ratcatcher. Mm-hmm. Alright, so go ahead and roll... Ooh, I'm not... I am going to spend Void. Okay. Alright. Got one success. See, I kind of want to take the opposite approach. I don't want to fucking bull in a china shop my way on these roof tiles. So, I would actually like to move quietly. All right, yeah, so go ahead and roll that. All right. That's three. Like, oh, that's three. You, you're, uh... Oh, right, free running. So, uh, no, but that... Yeah, that's that... free running five, and that okay. one is a one, so... Okay, well, I mean, either actually, way, you no, only... four. Okay. It is four. That ten works. Yeah, that's what I thought, but, like, either way, you only get the one momentum, because you are... <laughs> maxes out at six. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm just up here styling on the whole uh, damn city. Just making giant leaps, uh, showing off my upper body strength by just pulling myself up just from grabbing the edge of a rooftop. Doing those sick rolls when you land. Showing the results of my morning exercise. And meanwhile, I am keeping to the shadows and really all that you can track of my movement is just the soft, like, tink, tink, tink. Of when my feet hit the roof tiles. And from the people below, I would like some sort of survive roll to avoid getting lost. I'm good at that. Yeah, uh, give me a case on which style you want to use. I really want to do is survive forcefully, but I'm trying to think of a good, a good reasoning for that. 
You have a map. Hmm? You have a map. You've been making, working on a map. I do I have could, my charts. I, I would allow that. For, for okay. Because you're just brute forcing your way with the, with the map. Hmm. I'm going to spend a momentum since we have six of it anyway. Okay, how much momentum are you spending? Uh, I'm just going to spend one point. Okay. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, you got two it's successes. Fine. It's fine. Would you say streetwise? <laughs> no. No. No, uh, but it doesn't matter because like, all it would do is add momentum, which you are, again, maxed out on. Uh, maximum fast. So I'm not going to rule you run into another weeper down here. Those are, those are still fairly rare. There was actually a thing I wanted to do while I was down at the sewers, though. Hmm. I wanted Tavarat Catcher track the scent of blood, if there was any. I mean, we're in the sewers. All sorts of stuff gets washed down here. Presumably in a coastal city like Dunwall, blood's going to drain pretty well if there's been a murder. In fairness, I feel like the scent of blood would be covered up by a, a plethora of other smells. Yeah. Fair enough. So yeah. I feel like you should have to roll. That I'm going to I'm going to say that there's a no on that, and the reason will become a little bit clearer when you figure out where the murder took place. Literally Dunwall Tower. Emily is dead. <laughs> this family can't get a fucking break. <laughs> <laughs> All right, excellent. So I say that we have declared this story to be non-canon. So. The when you open up the sewers, you see guards. They are basically making sure that every place that has a wall of light is activated, and you know any alleys that are too small for it are covered. You still see them setting up arc pylons for looky loos who want to walk out on the streets, regardless. Everybody else who's on the roofs, you can <laughs> well, see that's this from harsh punishment, don't you think? Oh, you want to see what's going on? Death. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Dunwall. Yeah. People on the roofs, you can also see this, but you don't see any place where they are congregating fairly thickly until you're pretty much within the spitting distance of the tower. And it's not the tower that they're buzzing around. It's Coldridge Prison. Is it on fire? No. <laughs> I guess that would have been a very obvious Not one. yet, anyway. <laughs> one of these days. It's a Victorian town. It'll burn down within sometime in the next 50 years. I'm surprised the whole damn thing hasn't burned down yet. All right, so... Bad news one. It happened indoors. Bad news two. They're already indoors. Bad news three. I've never been in that building before. Probably has a non-standard layout. I am looking at the prison. Seeing if there's any sort of um, rooftop access. I'm trying to think, and normally I would say no, but you can spend momentum to just force a truth on the world. Yeah, I was going to say, if, if you said no, I was like, well, I would like to declare that there is. On I'm, fire! I'm going... I've, no. I've got an idea for that, actually. Yeah, so I'm going to say, unless you spend momentum to create a truth, there is no rooftop access. 
I would like to spend momentum in order to create the truth that one of the abandoned top floor prison windows has a loose bar. Okay. No, no, you spend like that truth and then like 600, 800 years ago, whoever's like designing this prison stops and thinks skylight. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So there's a loose bar on one of the top floors. Excellent. We shall enter through there. So how are the people on the ground floor going to get up there? Isn't there like literally a access to the cold Ridge version from the sewers? Actually, yeah, I think there is. I mean, Corfo like jumps off a bridge or something to get into that water, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he does. You know what? I'm not going to try and get into the prison. What I'm going to do is I'm going to keep a lookout and set up an escape route. Okay. Because everyone else is going to need to get away. And yeah. if I know the way out already. And cars don't exist, so you can't be the getaway driver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just going to... Uh... Bliss is literally holed up in that little uh, the little sewer outlet that like, literally the one Corvo gets out through. Yeah. And she just got her eye on the prison looking for her more rooftop bound friends. Okay. I don't know what ape is going to do. Um, shit. I don't know. Is there stuff to punch? Can I punch an escape route? No, but you'll probably have to, unless the other players roll extremely well, you're probably going to have to punch some guards. That's fair. Yeah. You can always pull the um, the Indiana Jones Scottish Lord trick, if you remember the Last Crusade. I, I'm, I. It's been a while, man. I remember we named we named the dog Indy, and that's about it. Uh, he tries to get into a castle occupied by Nazis by pretending to be a Scottish Lord interested in the tapestries. <sighs> yes, I'd like to buy your prison. and when the guy at the door says if you are a Scottish lord then I am Mickey Mouse how dare he punch goes inside I Mm. don't think that'll work like I appreciate the idea but uh, I'd like to sell you uh, fire insurance I notice your prison is particularly flammable thatch was an odd choice for everything well, you've got the build for it. How about you just punch out a guard, take his uniform? Okay, so the issue is actually getting up there, though. Is like, okay, do you remember the opening of Dishonored 1? Where you have to escape from the prison and you jump and then go no, through the sewers? A, there's a literal bridge that leads to it, though. Like, to the main entrance. So, like, you go there as fucking Dow. Yes, but we came out through that sewer, right? Yeah, but you can always say that you split off from Bliss and are instead finding a guard, knocking him out, and taking his clothes. You're good at talking to people, aren't you? Like, And then you run up through the front door, say, hey, I'm one part of the reinforcements, and then that, that explains why they don't know you. I have a five in talk. Uh... Love a little. 
Yeah, sure. This sounds like a decent plan. Well, it doesn't actually sounds like an incredibly terrible idea. But what sounds more fun to you? Doing nothing or doing something that might go wrong? Yeah, sure. I can. I'll give it a go. It sounds interesting. All right. So there's a good chance you'll get better results than Cat did that one time. (laughs) (laughs) Oof. So you find a guard that is roughly your size and build. One's just taken off, bro- broken off to take a piss. Yeah. Which is a thing they do in that game. Yeah, constantly. It's like they're leaking. <laughs> <laughs> they are. That's how it works. So, uh... so much piss. So are you going to basically fight quietly to try and knock him out? Yeah, I just want to, like, punch him right in the back of the head. I- I'm going to wait till he's, like, finished pissing because I don't want to... You know, I don't want him to piss all over the clothes I'm about to put on. Right, exactly. So five minutes later, he's done taking the world's longest piss. It's like it's like the fucking Metal Gear Solid five. No, not I meant two, but no, it it doesn't take him five minutes. It just feels like five. I hear him like, well, I don't think they had zippers back then, so I hear him like button up his pants, and he was like, okay, blam. All right, go Mm -hmm. ahead, fight quietly. Okay, so I am trying to beat a little 11. Okay. Feel free to spend momentum. We got a lot of it. Yeah, I'll spend a momentum to roll three dice. Okie dokie. Because I punch this disarmed man here. Jeez, OP. Uh, uh, I wasn't using... Po- I'm using another void point. Okay, to re-roll the 20? To re-roll all of that... Are you sure you want to re-roll the eight? Because the eight's a success. Oh, okay, yeah. Just, I'm re-rolling the two then. The 20 and the 15, because fuck that noise. Critical success. Opposite of thing. All right, so technically three successes, so you get two momentum back. So you punch him in the back of the head, and he goes, oof, and falls. He starts falling face down, and then you're like, oh, jeez. I catch catch him him by the collar, yeah. You catch him by the collar before he falls into his own piss. And, yeah, you take his clothes, and now you look like a guard. Alright. This is the worst idea I've ever had. <laughs> and you start heading up to Coldridge Prison, and it's, you're walking along its giant-ass bridge that leading up to its intimidating-ass front gate. And you see some guards and a couple overseers looking up at you. What? Do I have something on my shirt? They're like, what are you doing here? You guys called for reinforcements, didn't you? Uh, so yeah, go ahead and roll me talk. I'd say talk boldly. Yeah, talk boldly. Everything I do is bold. That's two successes. That's two successes. They're like, yeah, go go right on in. Awesome. Uh, where, um, did they say where they want me? I just got called here. One of the guys will go, uh, just follow me, and start leading you in towards there. So, going back up to the guys on the roof, I'm not going to make you roll to get rid of that bar. It's loose enough that you can just, like, yank it out. And you are inside. So, what do you do? Well, I am cautiously looking for where... The, I guess, majority 
of the guards and overseers are congregated in here. All right, so go ahead and roll me study carefully. All right, that's a nine. I'm going to spend momentum because we seem to have lots of it. That's a success. That's a success, which is a good thing you spent that momentum. So you notice that they are mostly congregating down towards where they keep the prisoners on the first floor. All right. I will signal that to Montocello. And we'll make our way down there. So... You're not supposed to be here, obviously, so I would like you to right, roll me. Obviously. I presume that this place has more than one stairwell. So we'll be taking the one that is less obvious. Less inhabited. Mm-hmm. I would like you both to roll me move, and either carefully or quietly. I would like to move cleverly by listening for the sound of movement and waiting for people to turn their backs. All right. Sounds good. I'm going to... You said carefully or cleverly? I made a case for cleverly, but quietly it was on the list. Right, quietly. Okay, so I'm I'm taking quietly because I get auto-dice for that because of my bone charm. Okay. Two. All right. I mean, you guys maxed out your momentum. (laughs) Excellent. So you manage to move down there and you see William being led over there as a guard and you are placed in front of the cell and inside you see a man haggard by years of age and prison life And anybody who's lived in Dunwall for a while knows the face, even if it is 15 years older, of Farley Havelock. Who's that guy? (laughs) For those of us who have never played the game, if you wouldn't mind. Farley Havelock is the character in... Dishonored Dishonored 1, who leads the conspiracy. Well, not the conspiracy, but basically the... um, the loyalist movement right. in the Sonored One. And he ends up betraying Corvo to establish his own. Uh, he basically like, hey, wait, I can just be the regent. Yeah, I can just be the regent and control Emily. So he betrays Corvo, sends him to the flooded district and basically kills everybody else who was involved in the loyalist conspiracy to try and take control for himself. Canonically, he was killed by Corvo at the end of the game, but I said earlier in Session Zero that that didn't really make sense considering every other target in the game, canonically, Corvo did non-lethally. So instead, he knocked him out, and then Emily just sentenced him to life in Coldridge Prison instead of death because of the fact that if it wasn't for Havelock, Corvo would have never gotten out of jail and been able to save Emily in the first place. And things would have been a loss, a lot worse off. So she went, she went soft so, on him. He did save the Empress, but he also, you know, killed a lot of people and tried to make himself regent. So it's impossible to say whether he's good or bad or not. 
<laughs> and just for clarity's sake, could you define the loyalist movement for me? Uh, Lord Regent basically was trying to take over power through means of assassination and general spy stuff. And he was trying to set himself up to be in power for forever. And the loyalist movement was basically saying, no, that's not right. Emily should be on the throne. The loyalist movement, by the way, was like five people. All right. So that's who Havelock is. That is who Havelock is. All of this gets explained to my character. Mm-hmm. And you two can't see it as clear, but William, you can see plain as day, a message stabbed into his heart, which is right next to a bullet wound that says, what will we do with the drunken whaler? Fuck me. Is that Havelock? Yeah, that was Havelock. Christ. I thought he died in prison. Well, I guess he did. Mm-hmm. Nah, nah, he was... He was pretty good, actually. Like, he accepted his lot in life. Model prisoner. And, well... Oh, yeah, something... I, I completely forgot to mention this. And they go, also, there are these guys. And there's... Two guards with stab wounds in their necks. Jeez, how did I miss dead on the floor? Right. Okay, I was gonna ask. Like, I feel like the answer's obvious, but are they dead? Yeah, they are 100% dead. They're like, yeah, these were the guards that were looking over him, and, uh, well, none of the prisoners are talking. Not even for good behavior points? Uh... Hey guys, good behavior points, and at that point you hear a cacophony, which just amounts to fuck off, pig. Yeah, I, that's that's fair. My name is the sound of five hundred voices saying "chaffer" simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've actually got a plan with that in mind. Okay, but it's going to have to wait for the uh, officials to clear off. So I'll, I'll basically be the last one to go here. How'd somebody get in here? Do they have any clue? I mean, uh, this I is... Mean, <clears throat> we're we're kind of looking into it, but these guys, and they point at the overseers, are like, they're mostly taking over. We're just supposed to sit back and watch. I mean, I'm not going to complain. Less work for us. All right. And so immediately as you say that, there's a couple of overseers that walk in holding weird music boxes, and they just stand on either side of the door and they just push a button and it starts playing the music they don't have to turn it anymore they've figured out the mechanics to just make it play automatically yo dj okay be honest you almost (laughs) said they stand over there and start cranking it (laughs) (laughs) no the third game they've invented walkmans i believe the rules state that your bone charms are also supposed to not work while this happens nullifies supernatural powers move minus one yep so while these are playing you have a move minus one and your supernatural powers from any source including bone charms are nullified and they just start playing those just in case whoever is here still is still here (laughs) do you want to you want to retry that sentence no Uh, do they have to play that? Yeah, apparently. Smash cut to bliss. Boy, <laughs> they sure are taking a while. 
That's just gonna be an easy job, just stand around for a few hours, and now we gotta listen to this. Uh, fine. Yeah. I'm just, uh... I'm gonna just put my hand on Monty's shoulder and very quietly ask him if he's alright. About the it's, same. It's not loud enough for you guys to uh, be completely affected up here, but Monty, you do feel a little fucked up inside, just a tiny bit. Well, that's still what I say. About the same. Alright, well, uh, I'm not gonna fucking, like, dive headfirst in there and sniff around the body while it is surrounded by people who will kill me. <laughs> so, unless everybody clears out of the room and they leave the body, I'm just going to leave. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. Bobbin? Any ideas? Well, like I said, I have one, but the ground floor will need to be cleared out for at least a moment. Because, just saying, but if the guards can't talk to the prisoners and get them to explain what happened, I may have a way. All right. I will say that there is a few moments where the overseers are fairly certain that the perpetrator is not here anymore because they don't hear any grunts of pain, so they stop playing and they walk off. Oh, thank God. And the other guards are content with letting William take the reins while they go take a piss. So it's just... <laughs> Everyone has a bladder the size of a pea in this town. Yes. So it is just going to be William. And, you know, it's, it's William. It's not that their bladders are the size of peas. It's that they have quantum bladders. They're extremely small <laughs> until they need to be empty. And then they're fucking like whale bladders. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just they're looking for any excuse to not have to do work. Pretty much. I mean, valid. Trust me, I know all about that excuse. <laughs> Alright, so I'm gonna, like, wait until they, I am sure they're gone, then I'll, like, wave you guys down. Climb down off perch, tap William on the <laughs> shoulder, and, uh, do you want to do the crime scene investigation first, or the witness interrogation first? Alright, so am I, am I keeping lookout while you guys investigate, or how are we planning this? So, if I can get ahead of the game a little bit, I feel like Bobbin is going to use the fucking Wujot eye that he's got. Oh, no, no, to... no, I, I don't need to do that. You could you see, do it, though. In my inventory, I have this thing called Burglar's Tools. Uh-huh. And I was thinking the prisoners might like this thing called Burglar's Tools. And <laughs> might do something in exchange for them. The burglar's tools. The tools specifically for the burglars. The tools intended to burgle. Those tools. So I will make you roll talk cleverly, but give yourself three dice because this is a very convincing thing. <laughs> so yeah, basically I am going to go to the prison cell across the way that would have had the best vantage point. Just sort of lean up against the bars and say, I bet you're wondering how I got here. Clearly I am not with either the overseers or the guards. And funny thing is, I didn't need to use this bag of burglar's tools that I have right here in my hot little hand. In fact, I don't need to use these to get out through that bent bar window on the top floor. <laughs> All right, go ahead and roll it. Like I said, you give yourself an extra dice. <laughs> so perhaps you could use these. Assuming you saw something interesting, of course. I may have seen something interesting. Okay. Well, 
That's two successes and a complication, folks at home. Yeah. I'll, I'll take it. Okay. So he'll he'll take the tools and he goes, Yeah, I may have seen something. May have seen a guy moving through here ridiculously fast, stab those two guys in the neck, then go in there, shoot Havelock in the chest, and then stab him through the heart with that note. How fast are we talking here? Couldn't keep up with him. Faster than your eyes could see? Pretty much. I just blinked in those two guys. They were down. I get it. Hmm. Well, actually, it might be describing a different power than Blink. The other one that I just recently got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, I see we have two motherfuckers with time stop in the room. <laughs> Jojo fight. Jojo fight. <laughs> what do he look like? What was he wearing? What'd you see uh, of his face? Japanese school uniform and a hat that I couldn't tell if it was hair or his hat. <laughs> He had a lot of hearts on his outfit. It was bright yellow. Bright orange ghee. Shockingly yellow hair. He goes, Karnakin, I guess. Short hair. Chin strap beard. All right. Clothing? Yes, he had some on. Yeah, he like he had some dark stuff on. Not a uniform? No. All right. At least he's that smart. All right, well, um... You know, I forget if I brought some burglar's tools in here or not. Oh, well. I'm pretty sure they'll turn up eventually. He says, kicking them underneath his mattress. You guys get a mattress? Corvo got a mattress. Hmm. All right, and so, as I'm doing that... As you're doing that, wouldn't you know it, as soon as you're done talking to him, and as soon as a prisoner kicks things underneath him, a guard goes walking by, and uh, he goes, Hey! Hey, guard, I don't think this guy's supposed to be here. I'm, I'm already gone, though. Uh, he's he's trying to, he's, I don't think he's supposed to be here. And he starts pointing you out and the guard goes, hey. Okay, I said I was keeping watch, though. Yeah, yeah, but this is, this is the complication. This is the result of the 20. Right, that's fair. But, sure. Uh, I, I would However, like to resolve the, yeah, the crime scene investigation first. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That is, that is uh, fair. There's there's things going on at the same time. Yeah. So if we have determined that William keeping watch is irrelevant to the scene, can we have him on checking the body with me? Sure. Okay. So yeah, we're um, we are probably not going to find much here because this was killed with a projectile weapon. So it wasn't like the killer had to put his hands on the victim. This is a hand-carved whalebone knife. The notes here, it's... I mean, it doesn't seem like a copycat. Unless this is a really high-profile target for a copycat killer. Yeah. By the way, Colin, did the guards and the overseers take the note and knife? Are they still there? They're still there. They're not tampering with the scene for now. But they have 100% already seen it, so taking the note would be useless. Right, yeah. Yeah, they've got a collection now. Unless we want to fucking gaslight the hell out of them. No, no, (laughs) it's like you got to collect them all. Get a complete (laughs) set. Oh my god, I'm very tempted. I'm very tempted. Especially because I already know we're getting sighted. 
Free knife. No, you haven't taken the knife, just the notes. Yeah, but still free knife. <laughs> it's, does anybody have any objections for me taking the knife and note just because? Just because fuck you. For the record, the overseers have now seen the note. So, um, if, if you're taking it just for fun, that's the only reason you'd be taking it. Yes, that would be that would be it. Let's just do stunt on. Alright, so you, congratulations. Add whalebone knife and note to your inventory. Excellent. I now have three knives. <laughs> Two notes. Excellent. But, even though we're probably not going to find anything, it's worth it to at least check. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and roll me study. I would say that since you don't know that you're being spotted quite yet, it would probably be well. Actually, no, you you don't you don't have enough time. You don't have a lot of time, so it would be probably be study swiftly. I'll take it. Trying to roll nines here. That is a success. Yeah, a success, and that's all you needed. So interesting thing about the gunshot: there is some gunpowder around the bullet wound. So point blank range. Powder burns. Powder burns. Okay. Shot at point blank range. But who's to blame? The guy is not manacled to the wall, right? No. Then that implies he allowed that person to get that close, either because he knew the person or maybe he wanted to die, something like that. Or our man fucking blinked into the cell into point blank range. Does. Yes. Does Havelock have, like, an expression on his face? Other than dead? Not really. He's just kind of like... His expression is dead? His expression is dead. There's not, like, a look of shock, or... Actually, yeah, there would be a little bit of a look of shock. Where is he in relation to the bars? Is he, like, against the back wall? Is he up against the bars? Is he in the middle of the room? Whereabouts is he? He is against the wall. He was so you can tell from the way things happened that he was probably shot in the middle of the cell because there's blood stains in the middle of it and then staggered back and then was probably stabbed in the heart when he was leaning against the wall. Okay. And then he just sort of slumped down from there. And is there is there room enough that a person could have been standing in the cell with him? Or did, like, our killer have to reach between the bars and shove the gun into his chest in order to get that range? No, he, the person could have been in there with him. Got it. Okay. All right, and that's all you're going to get before you hear a, Hey, guards! Hey! I don't think this guy's supposed to be here! Question. Shit. The guard who spots me, mm-hmm. does he recognize me, and is he a fan? <laughs> Lord, you know what? Can I spend momentum to make that a truth? Yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can. Truth, big time magic. So he goes, "You're that Monticelli guy." <laughs> you caught me. I must admit, this is only my third time in the prison. First time was scouting the location, second time was performing my famous handcuff trick. 
I was fully chained and placed in a barrel. And basically, I am tr I am running my mouth trying to distract the person or persons from remembering that I am not supposed to be here right now. And if questioned, I will just simply brush it off saying, oh, I was just scouting this location for another. I'm on my prison tour. They brought me in for the prisoners. Good behavior reward. Talk boldly, difficulty three. I will definitely spend momentum. How many? Definitely one. What does everybody think about spending two? Fucking use that shit, man. It goes away. All right. I will say that talk boldly is a 10 for me. Okay. So go ahead and roll 40, 20. You, you might as well blow it out because if you get a whole bunch of good rolls, then you'll fill us back up. Yeah. Oh, dear. Um, I do have one last void point. Okay. Please spend. I'm spending one last void point. Oh, dear. Mm. Well, that's a success. Yeah, but it's not Out three. Out of three, yeah. Yeah. Mm. You do that, and he reaches into his collar, pulls out a whistle, and blows, and then it doesn't matter if you get this guy or not, the alarm is about to go off any second now. So, I did not spend three chaos at any given point. I think I only spent one. Huh? William took a stress. I don't think anybody else did. So yeah, William gets stress. William took stress, so you get a point. Uh, a bip. Dang. A goodie. A chip. A nugget. Nom nom. All right, so I'll, I'll award another three this time. So everybody gets three except William, who gets four. I am one away from ten. So next time, the escape from the prison. Fra possibly. We might just fuck up and the campaign ends there. Yeah. <laughs> next time, going to prison. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't have to go far. <laughs> well, this is easy. And they just throw us in a cell. <laughs> Next time, Bliss Effects is Prison Break. <laughs> Alone. I'd watch it. I would. Good night, everybody.